Welcome to episode 42 of the Animal Addicts podcast. On today's episode, Casey talks about some new horrible laws in Idaho, and I talk about some horribly irresponsible actions on the other side of the world. Our favorites this week are mostly adorable, and our animal of the week is one of the cutest ever. So let's not waste any more time. Episode 42 of the Animal Addicts Podcast starts right now. of the Animal Addicts Podcast. As always, we're your host, Sally. And Casey. And today we're going to talk about a whole new pack of animals. Also 42. There is something special. It's the answer to life. Oh, I yeah. Believe. Yep. I remember that joke. And it's like, I don't... Whatever. I know. Anytime I'm like, I have a question, they're like, 42. I'm like, okay. That's fun. Oh. <laughs> anyway. But, um, but what have you been up to, Casey, since last I saw you? I got my second dose of visor. Yay! Hence, no more janky COVID screens. <laughs> yep. And did you get bad reaction to it? Pfizer hasn't been as bad for most people. Yeah. I just, my arm was sore and I had a headache, although I think that's probably from the fact that my house gets really hot and I could not sleep that night at all. Oh, yeah. Lack of sleep yep. will do it. So, yeah. Just... Sore arm, really. That was it. I'm a little jealous. My <laughs> second shot experience was not fun. So, yeah. Anyway. My dad didn't have any reactions either when he with his, either of his shots. Thank goodness, because he's complains like no other. <laughs> and same with my sister. She just had a sore arm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had that the first time, but it wasn't <laughs> too bad. Anyway, all right. Well, yay! We are both fully vaccinated now. Woohoo! Right I Just want to say a quick little aside, though. <laughs> Let's. Be real. Can we talk about the CDC thing that they just came out with that fully vaccinated people don't have to wear a mask, which is great and true. But the problem is when you go to stores and stuff. The Karens all these, and Kevins. All these fucking, I think Kevin is a good name for that. Um, all these fucking anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers are all going to go on masks and none mm-hmm. of them have vaccinated, putting everyone at risk. And I still have two people who can't get the vaccine due to mm-hmm. health issues. So I'm like, well, I'm still going to have to fucking mask up. Yep. Anyway, very annoying. I feel like it was irresponsible of the CDC to say that. Yeah, I remember uh, Dr. Fauci um, did an interview of it's like basically saying it's like we have to trust people because there's no way for businesses to tell whether or not you've been vaccinated. You I think you should have to prove, show your card. Yeah. Well, the thing is, there's like states where on their website it has the blank card so people can just easily make fake cards for That's themselves. That's really stupid. I know. That state's probably run by, run by an anti-masker. Texas! I'm shocked. <laughs> There's one other one I can't remember, though. I'm shocked. <laughs> What's funny, though, is one of my aunts, um, she lives in Texas. She's like, There's still people wearing masks and everything. And she's <laughs> like, and it's like, She was like, Our governor's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> because she doesn't want to wear masks or because they've. Um, no, because of the. Ended everything. Because they ended all that. And it's like. Yeah. And to be true, like, to be fair, like, if you are vaccinated and people are under vaccinated, mm-hmm. you're very, very, very low chance of spreading it to anyone. But yeah. also the issue is, do remember, as I had a patient argue with me, that, I mean, it wasn't a long argument, but still, she was like, I can't get it and I can't pass it. I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> you're far less likely to get it and pass it on. Yeah. But also, like, 
you're protected, but I could still give it to somebody who can't get the vaccine and then they could get really sick. But the mask is the universal language for identifying assholes and how you wear it. Yes, if it's under your nose. Oh my God, the argument. <laughs> it's like, also I've heard like some of the anti-vaxxer people saying that they're allergic to all the ingredients in the vaccine. I was like, really? You're allergic to mRNA. You're dead. You should be dead if that's the case. What is mRNA? It's vital to life. It's uh, how you it's needed for synthesizing proteins and carry out other bodily functions. I mean, people are just stupid. Yes. And now we have the people filling up the bags with gasoline. <laughs> the Simpsons got it right again. Yeah, it's just so crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but it is good news. I have now started when I go out for a walk. I did this even back in the day because when I walk around the neighborhood near my house, mm-hmm. and I would go, I would bring my mask with me in case you couldn't get away from people, but I wouldn't wear my mask then, but it was like everybody was very conscious, and if you saw someone coming, you crossed the road, so you weren't anywhere near people. So now I've started wearing it out mm-hmm. if I'm out taking a walk without a mask, but if I go to stores, fuck that, yeah. mask on. I think all the gorillas at both the San Diego and Safari Park have been vaccinated too. Good. Well, they got it, so. Yeah. <laughs> Other people got it. The otters at the Georgia Aquarium got it. So, it's so frustrating. Anyway, yes, vaccination stuff. But the good news is, I mean, sort of, it just amazes me because, like, back for, like, the greatest generation, all them, people were dying. Okay, I mean men at that point. Were dying in the trenches at, like, Mm -hmm. 18, and our population can't put a fucking piece of cloth over your mouth for 20 minutes. Yeah. I don't know how Americans ever accomplished anything. My favorite tweet I've seen regarding this is like, I didn't, it was from George Takei, and he was like saying, I did oh, not yeah. live through a Japanese internment camp for people to complain about wearing a piece of cloth. Yeah. It's like, you have no leg to stand on. No, they're just it's such so wimpy little assholes. Yeah. Anyway, if we haven't made our opinion very clear on that. Oh, I don't even know if I told you too. Yeah. I had, um, there are certain areas in the San Diego area, actually most of the San Diego area, that's really dumb. But there are some, yeah. areas, actually technically it's Riverside. San Diego City is fine, it's our county that's technically, awful. Technically this is actually in Riverside. Oh, okay. But um, county, but they're all anti-maskers out there, they're real bad. Um, and I have a friend who we were supposed to hang out <clears throat> and do stuff, and had to cancel because she also has a daughter mm-hmm. and one of the girls in her daughter's dance class tested positive for COVID. How <laughs> stupid are you if you're testing positive now? Uh, like that little kid can't control anything. It's the adults in her life. But now it's like she's exposed. I'd be so pissed. I'm like, so my kid's mm-hmm. in danger because kids can't get vaccinated yet. Yep. And then They have started trials with Pfizer. Yeah, but it's just like, how stupid are you? Mm-hmm. How much do you just not give a shit about anyone but yourself? Yeah. Anyway, very frustrating. Yeah. Pfizer also has started the process for getting FDA approved. Yeah, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, I mean, it, obviously we want it all to happen as things go down mm-hmm. the line. But anyway, it's just very frustrating. I mean, obviously I want to go back to being normal. Although there's so many things. For yeah, me and I like. Give me my six feet all the fucking time. I don't need you up in my grill. Yeah, what also sucks is, like, given the amount of people saying they're not going to get vac- the vaccine, it's like we're probably not likely to reach herd immunity it's not status. Probably. We're never going to reach herd immunity. <laughs> yeah. Which sucks mm-hmm. because it's kind of like at a certain point we just decide, oh, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> sucks for one who can't get vaccinated. We have yeah. to go back eventually. Like, we can't stay like this forever. That's very true. Mm-hmm. But it's like it just sucks because of our population being so stupid. Yep. That you know, it's going to cost lives because mm-hmm. we can't stay like this forever. So eventually we just have to be like, all right, well, hope for the best. Wash your hands like a lot. Yeah. 
<sighs> anyway, but yes, can we keep the hand washing and can we keep the six feet of distance? And I'm going to wear a mask in cold Till the season. end of time. Yeah, I'm going to wear a mask during cold and flu season because <laughs> I never got a cold or a flu this time. And I usually get one cold at least every mm-hmm. year. And yeah. I really enjoyed not getting that. And just as an FII, my mask says, I like the mask because it hides my face. Yeah, also that one too. Because people can't see what you're yes. doing under there. It's very and cool. I will wear it forever because it, it helps me avoid people. I'm down with it. Like, there's a lot of stuff from the pandemic I want to keep. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of things. Mm. Anyway. All right. But um, speaking of what the fucks, <laughs> I was home. I'm not usually home on like a Saturday day with like any free time, but I was hanging out um, watching TV with um, some of my family and we, we are all animal lovers in our family mm-hmm. and it was a dog related show. It is called Pooch Perfect. What the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> oh my god. At first I was like, what is this even about? So Rebel Wilson hosts it. Uh-huh. And it's a dog grooming competition. But it's like more focused on like the dye jobs and stuff like that. Not just like a grooming like a oh. standard, but like doing dye jobs. So like one episode was like they had different holidays or something, so like they did like a Halloween thing and like the dog I, Is this a cable show or is it like on Netflix? I think it's cable. Well it's oh. definitely not Netflix, it's cable. It was on TV. Okay, because that make net that makes sense on Netflix, at least. No, it's really weird. And then there's, like, and then, oh, what's her name? Vanderpump. What's her first name? Whatever. Vanderpump is on there, and her dog looks like it is on, like, some Xanax or something, because it's sleeping the whole time, and it was like, that dog's drugged. And then there's two Oh, people. my gosh. What? That reminds me of, like, in California, we're having campaign ads for governor and stuff, because of the recall, yeah. and it's like, one of them is campaigning with a live grizzly bear. Yes, you haven't seen. Oh my no. gosh! Oh my gosh! It's like people are. Some people are really shitting on him about it, as they should. And it's like I saw somebody comment. He's like, "All right, you know that bear's drugged because <laughs> he's like, even you can even see it, like the guy's body language. He's like, yeah, make sure he's all. Like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, the idiots we have. Is yes. So sad. Anyway, yes, yeah, so and there's two other judges that I don't even know who they are, but um, obviously must have something to do with grooming. But yeah, so people do different like dye jobs on the dogs and like do all these different things. And these dogs are like super happy to be groomed and everything. Mm-hmm. So like that's all great. But and the groomers are like creative. But I was just the biggest thing is I love puns. You know mm-hmm. how I love puns. Everything yes. she does is a pun and it's awful. <laughs> like it was awful. And they're so bad. I don't even remember what they were anymore. The like, Rebel like, Wilson so or one of the judges? No, Rebel Wilson. Oh, okay. Because, like, she's the host. So, like, she does everything. Yeah. And it's like, I forget what they were. Obviously, my brain has been like, oh, get that out of your memory. They were just so bad. Like, it was just like, and it was like five puns every sentence. And they were terrible. It was just awful. I feel anyway. like that's a cliche on judging competition shows now. Like, on all the Food Network cooking and baking competitions, that yeah. it's like every sentence is a pun, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, puns are, are important in moderation. Like, yeah. you can't just, you can't, like, salt bay puns. Like, it has to be spread out. Otherwise, <laughs> it's just too much. It doesn't work. I was so annoyed with the salt bay crap. So, <laughs> I was so happy when I stopped seeing those. It's like, quit this. <laughs> There's always something, Casey. Yeah, but you know what? it gave people joy for a little bit of time. I don't care. I hate joy. <laughs> wow. You know, it made people happy for a little while, so you just gotta <laughs> let them have whatever makes them happy in this dark world. If you say so, but I think judges should just be more snarky and sarcastic towards the contestants. I mean, it depends on the show, but 
Yeah. Anyway, so I was just, it was just so weird. And I was just like, why is this even a thing? These people love dogs. That's why it's a thing. But I was like, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. And like, if you actually did with this, your poor dog does not need all of this. It's so crazy. Like, I understand, like, maybe at holidays, do like a little 4th of July, like, whatever in there. And, and we, they used to do that at work, like, minimal amounts of it. Mm-hmm. And like, when they come out with like a mohawk, that was like blue or something. I'm like, that's amazing. Your dog was amazing. But like all this other stuff, I'm just like, this is just too much. This mm-hmm. is like real dog people. This is like AKC. Oh, they probably get pissed about it because it's not a breed standard. Um, anyway, so it was just very weird. So yeah, um, probably don't watch it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but if you want to see something weird like that, go for it. But anyway, speaking of pooches. <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> Casey, what did you want to talk about today? Depression. Great. Casey's always so happy. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to rant about what happens when idiot politicians get involved with science. So all of the time. Yes. Yep. Continue. Specifically, Idaho's new wolf law that passed recently. Okay. So this law expands the loud hunting of wolves in the state of Idaho. This comes just a few months after the gray wolf was delisted from the United States Endangered Species Act. And just for some current stats, there are about 1,500 wolves in the state currently. And just as a side note, wolves are listed as least concerned by the IUCN Red List, but should be noted that the vast majority of this co- the wolves' population in North America is in Alaska and Canada and is not very um, limited in the contiguous 48. Didn't they used to range, like, all over the yes. contiguous 48? Yes, currently gray wolves only occupy about 20% of this their historic range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this bo- bill was supported by both hunters and farmers, and the reasoning for it was that farmers claim that wolves are killing their livestock. We'll get that into a minute. Mm-hmm. And hunters are claiming that wolf population is out of control and elk is causing a severe decline in the elk population. So they don't have something to kill with that. Essentially. <laughs> Basically. I yes. can't go kill elk because there's not enough because the wolves are clearing them yeah. out, apparently. Both are horse shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, wolves were responsible for killing only 102 cattle and sheep of the state's 2.8 million. I would say that's bullshit and not. Because <laughs> if you are a farmer who has had more than one of your livestock killed, mm-hmm. that would be a big deal. True. But I'm going to get into some other bullshit. Okay. Okay, so and now in regards to the elk are overpopulated in certain areas due to wolves being in decline in yeah. those areas. <laughs> Currently, there are 120,000 elk in the state. Keep in mind the largest record ever in Idaho was 125,000. Okay, so the hunters are obviously full of shit. Yeah, and there's about 8,000 more than when wolves were first reintroduced in the state back in 1995. Okay. Yeah, in areas of the state... Elk are causing damage to crops of farmers. That makes sense. Yeah. And what's ridiculous is the that they're making these claims about wolves causing more damage. The elk with their overpopulation will cause more damage. And the state is reimbursing farmers for this. Oh, that's so stupid. And yeah. obviously elk would do more damage than a wolf would do. Yeah. Because a wolf's only going to take out a couple livestock. Yeah. Whereas elk can ruin like a whole shit ton of Yeah. Them. A much more fiscally responsible thing would do would be to reimburse them for the cattle that they lost. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So now, go a bit more into what the bill allows. It lifts regulations on ways in which wolves can be hunted. So now, if you're in Idaho, you can hunt using night vision equipment, baiting, on snowmobiles and ATVs, from helicopter, 
There's also it also allows trapping and snaring, including newborn pups, year round on private property. Is this trapping as far as the old school bear trap type yes. traps? Oh my god, those should be outlawed everywhere. Yeah. Yes, and now if it's on private property, it's you're permitted year round, not even during a hunting season, just all the time. By the way, this is going to pose risks to people's pets as well as yes, children. Your dog could just go yeah. step in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it all... kids are stupid, so they yes. definitely get caught in it. Yep, and it sets a basically a minimum what should be the wolf population, and it sets the goal at fifteen wolf packs, which is would equate to about one hundred fifty wolves. That's not enough. This is yeah, population. that would result. It's going to go crazy at that yes. point. Yes. That would result in a 90% decline in the current population. Oh, my God. Also provides $300,000 of state funded to go towards wolves that kill elk. In addition to half a million dollars for kill wolves, killing wolves that kill livestock. By the way, some of the those are used as reimbursement for costs associated with people going out and killing the wolf. Like getting a helicopter to go yeah. hunt wolves? Yes, which is essentially bounty hunting. Yeah. As one of the critiques. And that's literally how the wolves got down to so horrible numbers yeah. because people hunted them. Yes. To near extinction. Yes. And in, at least in the States. It is very important because wolves are actually a keystone species. Yeah. As we've talked about, everyone by now probably knows the situation over in Yellowstone where ecosystem was restored due to reintroduction of wolves. Yeah. I've talked about ecological ricochets on here with how declining wolves also decline diversity of forest, uh, tree species, as well as causing declines in the bird population. And just in case you weren't here for that episode, because I don't remember what that was, essentially the deers, the deers <laughs> were eating all the little saplings and yes. stuff, right? So it hurt the growth which then affected the birds yes. and all that stuff. So that is essentially why the wolves are important because otherwise mm-hmm. the deer population was unchecked and ate all yeah. the saplings and the growth couldn't happen. Precisely. So this is why you have to keep in mind every animal mm-hmm. is usually pretty important in yeah. the ecosystem. It should also be noticed the Idaho Fish and Game Department is opposed to this as well as prominent hunting organizations. I'm shocked about that one. Fish and game, I get, because if they yeah. know the shit they're talking about, they're probably like, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> and the elk population is going to be crazy now. Yeah. Um, but then hunters will be like, well, we can just go shoot everything now. Mm-hmm. You can't eat that many elk. That's the only acceptable reason for hunting is to eat it, and you can't eat that much, because that yeah. feeds a lot of fucking people. That's going <laughs> to last you a while. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what's going on now, and there's a bunch of lawsuits now being filed, and people are pressuring the Biden administration to list the gray wolf under endangered species act once again Mm -hmm. so hopefully that happens i doubt it yeah and also if that does happen that only provides protections to national federal land so so private land would still be private land as well as state parks would be open game Mm, yeah so yeah that is one of the there's actually a bunch of things horrible things happening to wolves in several states so that's just one of the highlights to be fair (laughs) I wouldn't want to wander around. With the size of the coyotes where I grew up, I wouldn't want to wander around alone if you run into a pack. I definitely wouldn't want to wander around alone with a pack of wolves. So, like, I get there being some concern about it safety-wise, but still this is, like, massive overkill. Anyway, literally overkill. (laughs) Um, Speaking of irresponsible people. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, you guys. If people could get away with this in the States, which 100% they have tried, it's just, it's so perfect. It's so perfect. 
So the um, the headline, it's a very short article, but it basically says it in the headline. But anyway, Chinese zoo criticized after keeping leopards <laughs> escape a secret. It gets better. Okay, here we go. Literally the like subheadline. This is the, this is the part that's best, and this is everything that so many business people in America would do. The park told police it did not report the incident over fears that it would affect the flow of tourists coming into the zoo during public holidays. We don't need to tell yeah. people there are leopards. On the <laughs> that's like fully Jurassic World. Yeah. She's like, well, we'll never recover. <laughs> Like, good job, Chinese Zoo. You are Jurassic yeah. World. Anyway, so, um, essentially, I'll just read a little bit of it. Again, it's not a very long article. Residents demanded answers Monday after a safari park in eastern China, this is why it should not be called a safari park, <laughs> um, failed to inform authorities and residents for weeks <laughs> that three of its leopards had gotten out of their enclosure. One of the leopards was still on the loose, <laughs> said... Um, Hengzhou Safari Park of the city of Fuye. Local media reported that a search team is on its trail after paw prints believed to have been left by the leopard were found Sunday. So anyway, they found out leopards were out after residents started seeing fucking leopards <laughs> in their neighborhood. <laughs> and then, um, so then I don't remember what, what day was this post? Let's see. Uh, this was on May 10th. This is when this article was posted. And so... <laughs> The vice mayor of Hangzhou City said police found that the leopards escaped on April 19th. <laughs> That's how long. I mean, obviously, they were probably post this a day or two after the police found out. Anyway, several weeks before the first reported sighting, the park also admitted to police that it did not report the incident over worries that it would affect the flow of tourists um, during those holidays. And... Um, Police said that five people in charge of the park, including its general manager, manager had been detained. <laughs> they had launched an investigation. I fucking hope so. <laughs> anyway, residents of nearby neighborhoods said they had spotted the leopards in different locations as early as May 2nd, according to the Chinese state-backed um, newspaper Global Times, causing fear and confusion. Obviously, yeah. I wouldn't want to see a leopard wandering around in a neighborhood. Um, and they, the residents' office contacted authorities after they saw them. And then it also turned into a thing um, where residents were worried about the um, the health of the leopards. And they're also concerned about the safari park if they you know, provide proper treatment for all the animals. Oh, and there's like a leopard print. Oh, oh this is different. That's not this, sorry. Um, <laughs> that, yeah. That's the snow leopard wandering a city yeah. during lockdown. Anyway, that's different. But anyway. So. That's a show. There's like, I can't remember if it's Netflix, but David Attenborough hosts it. It's like looking at how animals are behaving during the lockdowns yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Also just how nature bounced back after the lockdown. I'm like, it's amazing what mm-hmm. can happen if we're not awful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll go back to being awful because, you know, politicians <laughs> and money, really money. Um, anyway, but yeah, so, so on Saturday morning, the Safari Park merely announced that it would be suspending operations, citing safety issues. Like fucking lepers escaped and you didn't <laughs> tell anybody. <laughs> um, anyway, and it made no mention of the escaped leopards, obviously. Anyway, so it's just like, really? Really? Yeah, so anyway, they're talking about the fact that the leopards, um, some people said they saw the leopards with injuries and they're concerned if they were even getting proper treatment in the mm-hmm. in the first place. But the fact that for weeks you don't tell anyone that leopards escape. Do you know how fucking strong leopards are? Like, that is definitely killing your dog. It's probably oh, yeah. killing your child. It could attack you. <laughs> like, how stupid are you? 
Anyway. Reminds me of like, it makes me think, it's like, we have to have that happening in like the states where you can own a tiger and a lion. Oh, don't you worry. Mm. I already have my story for next time. <laughs> it segues perfectly. Good Lord. Anyway. See, this is what I assume happens in Florida. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see when we talk about We'll see next week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just one example. One, I mean, we know with Florida that shit happens because of the Python crisis. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so and also, I didn't because I I didn't when I was watching all the um the national parks things. I caught like a a little bit of the Everglades one, but I didn't really mm-hmm. see it. But I didn't realize like the only animal that has a chance of fighting off one of those pythons is a fucking alligator. Yep. I've never been more on an alligator side. <laughs> I'm like, alligators, take them out. But sometimes yeah. the pythons get, especially with the younger alligator, they kill yeah. the alligators. So even like a grown alligator is in danger. Mm-hmm. But it's like, get the big ones in there and go wipe them out. I remember that was a, sh- a special on National Geographic back when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there was this big, huge headlines over this um, Burmese python that had been split open and there was an alligator inside, inside it. it. I think I remember yeah. seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if, if they're not the giant ones, they can eat them. Mm-hmm. And it's really bad because the, um, the the key deer, whatever I forget what they're called, we saw them when we went down there. Mm-hmm. They're a great little target yep. for the snakes. But yeah, anyway. tons of populations are going to decline because of them. Yes, so that's what happens when people get to have snake get to have pets recklessly. It's not yep. about having it; it's about what happens when the idiots release them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving mm-hmm. on, we're gonna make it a cute episode because oh my gosh, our our choices, well my choices. <laughs> Yeah, Ali's choices involve <laughs> cuteness. Are, oh, this is one of the cutest episodes, aside from the sad wolf stuff and all of that. Mm. But um, Very mammal theme. I wanted to make just an adorable, adorable mm. um, episode today. So our favorites pick this week is our favorite lemur. Casey, what's your favorite lemur? Mine's the eye-eye. Yay, tell us about them. Have you seen an eye-eye? I don't think I've seen them, like, in part. I think I've seen them on, like, nature things. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to butcher the scientific name. Good job. Dobentonia Madagar- Madagar- madagascarensis. Okay. Yes. The, as a lemur, they're endemic to Madagascar, found predominantly on the eastern half of the island, but there is also populations in the northwestern forests. Okay. About 44 centimeters long. All right. About 0.2... 2.6 kilograms. And the longest lived individual was a female that lived to be about 23. That's pretty good. Yep. And it is one of the most unique looking primates in the world. Yeah, they're not as cute as other lemurs. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just sort of a description. They have a face like an opossum, tooth of a mouse, and ears of a bat. Okay, I'll have to look at a picture again. I feel like the face of the opossum, yes. Yeah. I agree with that, for mm-hmm. sure. It's, it is also the world's largest nocturnal primate. Mm. Yes. And one of the things that people will find creepy is they have an elongated middle finger. I find that funny. They yes. They people off for <laughs> Yeah, but it's not like their other fingers. It's, not, it's kind of bony. Oh. It's very thin. Huh. I'll have to look at that again. Yeah. And what they do is they use their middle finger to tap the branches on trees. Mm-hmm. And then they use their bat-like ears to listen to the echo from... Mm, from things moving in it, yes. I imagine. Specifically grubs hiding in the branch. Yep, yep, yep. And then they use um, this form of foraging is actually called percussion foraging. 
That's amazing. Yes, it's also seen in various species of woodpeckers. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then they use their teeth to chew through the bark to get to the hollow part of the branch. Mm -hmm. And then that's where they're... Um, actually, one fun fact is they were originally thought to be rodents because of their teeth when they were first discovered. Okay, so they have those like long little... Okay. Yeah, they... Mm -hmm. And they never stop growing. <laughs> yes, and then this is where their finger comes in because... They will use it to sneak into the hollow part of the branch to mm -hmm. scoop out the grub. <laughs> and this finger has a ball and sock joint like our elbow. I mean, shoulder. Okay. So it can nearly rotate 360 degrees. Whoa. With their finger. That's cool. Yes. They are currently listed as endangered by the IUCN Red List. Okay. The populations are currently in decline. Their primary threat is habitat destruction. Mm-hmm. But they are also threatened by um, the local Malagasy people who believe it's a harbinger of evil and a symbol of bad luck and a crop pest. So they will often kill it. Oh, <laughs> that's sad. Yes. It's just an animal. It's not mm -hmm. going to do anything. Yeah. I know they have them at the zoo, but I've never seen them because they're nocturnal. I don't know if I've ever even gone. Where are they at the zoo? Yeah, the Bear Canyon. Yeah. There's that little side area on that path with the oh, monkeys with and the, like there's a couple of, yeah okay i feel like an ocelot or something used to be there forever ago yeah. anyway all right well so casey's isn't as cute he tried to he tried to get away from the cute yes Too bad. there's two other freaking adorable things from that so <laughs> my favorite lemur i'm super basic with this I, I was slightly less basic and did not go ring-tailed, <laughs> although they're real high up on that list. I'm coming, King Julian. <laughs> <laughs> they're so cute. I love ring-tailed lemurs. <sighs> but I went with, that's not the mouse flat computer. I went with the red ruffed, <laughs> it sounded like a dog. <laughs> red oh my gosh. <laughs> for mine. Um, nope, there we go. Okay. Um, and their scientific name is Varesia. Varacea, oh god, I need to make it on old people font. Um, Varacea rubra. They are native to the tropical forests in eastern Madagascar. They weigh up to 4.1 kilograms and up to 1.2 meters long. That's not too bad. That's pretty yep. good. That's, mm -hmm. I'm imagining including their tail. Yep. That's what, most of what that is then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are one of the largest extant linger species. Linger. <laughs> lemur species and one of the largest populations in the world diet is oh my god i cannot read today their diet is composed primarily of fruit but will also eat nectar and pollen oh look at them but they're not yep. pollinators though they just eat it oh they are what the fuck <laughs> okay there's more <laughs> but wait there's more folks when feeding pollen sticks from flowers get stuck to the ruffs of fur around their face around the face of the lemur and these pollen sticks get transferred from tree to tree as the lemur forages oh my gosh they're the cutest pollinator yep. also i just quick side note they basically look like they have ear muffs on yeah <laughs> it's so cute anyway um their lifespan in the wild is about 15 years in captivity they make it up their 20s and most lemurs offspring will cling to the bellies or the back of the mother however offspring of the red ruffed lemur are left in nests while the mother goes out foraging. I would prefer that. I guess. <laughs> you not hang on me while I'm doing stuff. 
Uh, they live in matriarchal societies in which the females have dominance over the males. Heck yeah. <laughs> Their societies probably run a little bit better. Um, and uh, social structures will vary based on location and season. That's interesting. Sometimes, and in certain areas, these lemurs live in, a small, in small groups of only about five individuals. Other regions have groups, groups of up to 30 lemurs that can have a home range of 150 acres. Holy shit. Yes. They got like a compound going there. That's a San Diego Zoo and a half. <laughs> that is a San Diego Zoo and a half. <laughs> and it is nothing compared to the park. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> these larger groups uh, form during the wet seasons when resources are more plentiful. That makes sense. They're always more willing to have people around mm-hmm. when there's more resources. And then splinter into smaller groups when the dry season arrives. Totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Unlike other diurnal social lemur species, red ruffs will disperse from the group as individuals while foraging, while other species will move through their territory as a group. It seems safer to do that. Yeah. But, you know, they're just, they're winging it. It's yeah. Fine. Well, there's only like one predator that okay. they have to worry about. Listed as the critically endangered by the IUCN red list. Population is currently in decline. I feel like anything that's endangered is going to be in decline. That's a no duh. They're threats. Not always. There's a few. Are slash and burn agriculture and logging and mining. So people, as Priyush, for habitat loss. And what is their one predator? The, the fossa? Yes. That's mean. <laughs> what? It's not that big. <sighs> How do they even kill them? They go for the neck? Yeah, basically. They're arboreal predators. Talk about... We talk about the orcas not wanting to get bit by a freaking seal, but a fossa's going right up with, like, claws. I mean, they're not, like, super claws, but they're little fingers. Yeah. And all of that, like, right up in their face. There's no way a fossa can bite a lemur that their hands aren't going to be free to attack them. Yeah. Or the back legs to kick them. Man, fossas are vicious. Okay. We'll talk about a fossa sometime. Anyway. Um, but, yeah. So, the red rough lemur, super cute. They're little, like, earmuff things. So adorable. Their faces are amazing. Anyway, but that brings us to the AOW. I lied to you. (laughs) I lied to you. You lied to me. Of course you did. We're going to sneak it in here today before we transition. Casey, I have to look at it because I forgot what it was. Good Lord. (laughs) What did the lemur say to his commanding officer when given an order? I go with the troop? I don't know. Aye, aye, Captain. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was so happy to face my eye. Anyway. Is one of the lemurs in Madagascar supposed to be an I.I.? Like the fat one? I don't remember. It's been so long since I've watched it. They're yeah. a variety. I don't remember. All right. But anyway, that now brings us <laughs> to the cutest, our animal of the week. And it is... The Quokka. The Quokka. Also, this was our listener's choice, and there was a runner-up. Do not worry, Patreon folks. We're going to cover that one when we get to where they live because they're just too cute, and I'm, I'm choosing it now. It's mine. I chose it. Casey's not even on board yet, but we're doing that one later, so Alrighty. don't you worry. Anyway, but the Quokka. Oh, my God, so cute. Okay, tell us about them. Yes, so these guys come from the order Diprotodontia. Mm-hmm. Family Macropodidae, which okay. are the macropods, so things like wallabies and kangaroos. Okay. And the species name is Cetonyx bracurus. That's fun. 
They are endemic to southwestern coasts of Western Australia, including Rottnest and Bald Island. Bald Island? Yes. I've never heard of I that. I think that's how it's spelled Bay A. Bay, bay, bay. Mm-hmm. I can't talk. B A L D. Okay. That sounds so I'm like assuming, it would be that. And Rottnest sounds like the Loch Ness monster. It's Rottnest. Oh, okay. Sorry. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yes. So they live in typically a temperate climate, typically in forest or scrubland habitat. And usually found in areas with consistent sources of water, which is somewhat reminiscent of swamp-like habitat. But that's primarily for populations that live more inland. Okay. The lifespan in the wild is approximately 10 years. While in captivity, they can live to be about 14 years. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And it is among the smallest wallaby species in Australia. They are about 1.6 to 4.2 kilograms. And range from 40 to 90 centimeters long. Oh. Yes. But they have a short tail compared to other species because it's only about 25 to 30 centimeters long. Okay. They are herbivorous, as are other macropods. Specifically, they are folivores. What is that? Means they eat foliage, specifically leaves. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. And that includes uh, vegetation like succulents, shrubs, forbs, and sedges. So now we have frugivores and folivores. Folivores. Yes. Like foliage. Yeah. Folivores. That's our (laughs) new term, folks. There will be a quiz. Continue on. (laughs) Yes. And because their diet is made up of plants like succulents, which store water, they drink water directly very infrequently. Okay. And they do not chew their food. They swallow it whole? Yes, they swallow it whole, then regurgitate it and chew the cud. Similar to how many ruminants feed. Yeah. Okay. Yum, yum. Is that because they're just eating leaves all the time? They have yeah. to get all the extra nutrients they can? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's not as cute. <laughs> just don't be around them when they're eating. Yeah. <laughs> and despite their small size, they have very powerful legs, and they that helps them climb up to 1.5 meters up a tree. Okay. <laughs> and That's this... not that high. <laughs> yes, but they're tiny. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> they are primarily nocturnal. Okay. Um, they will feed at night and rest in their shelters during the day in order to avoid heat and predators. Mm-hmm. However, on Rottnest Island, the quokka are predominantly diurnal. Interesting. Yes, they don't really have any predators on the island, so... Oh, so they can just be out. Yep. All right. They will live in family units, but are not necessarily social. More so, it's just them gathering around resources like food and sources okay. of fresh water, as well as safety and numbers. Males will fight each other for dominance, especially over mating rights with the females. And as per use, the larger individuals tend to be more dominant and get access to mating opportunities. Right. Mating opportunities. (laughs) Yes, because maybe the female doesn't want to get it on. Yeah. And the small size of the tail, which I mentioned earlier, means that they cannot use it to take a tripod like uh, kangaroos do. So they can't sit back on it? Nope. Okay. And like, but they still stand up on those hind legs because yes. you pictured them was so cute. Okay. Yes, but they can't use their tail for so support. Like chill. Okay. Yeah. And like all macropods, it can use its legs to move into a hopping form of locomotion, which is more energy efficient than their typical walking over longer distances. Hmm, okay. That is due to the fact that when they're hopping, they are reliant upon elastic tendons, which meet means that they're using tension in those tendons rather than energy that they're inputting to their muscles. Hmm, that's interesting. Is that how most macropods work? Yes. Cool. 
and sometimes they are called the happiest animal in the world. Because they're little faces. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because if you ever look at a picture of one, it's usually of them right in their face, and they yeah. always look like they're smiling. They always look like they're just like so happy and smiling, <laughs> like ah. <laughs> yeah, and they have a very friendly personality and have little fear of people, and are actually a big tourist attraction. I I mean, if I go to Australia, I will see a quokka. I'm not lying. <laughs> Yes. There's so many people with, like, selfies of them, too. And luckily, yeah. they're smart, and they're not, like, right up next to them. But mm-hmm. still, like, they're pretty close, and it's just like, and it's like, hey! Yep. It's so cute! They are currently listed as vulnerable by the IUCN Red List. There's about somewhere between 7,500 to 15,000 individuals left. And the population is currently in decline. Oh, is that, well, habitat loss, I'm going to guess. Is... Yeah, the mainland pre- population is threatened specifically by invasive species like the red fox. Mm, yeah, okay. They are also being hunted by domestic cats and dogs. A cat can take that down? Yes, cats are vicious. I mean, I had a cat that was pretty tough. Yeah. She took in a rabbit and then the mm-hmm. dog stole it from her. Oh yeah, one of my friends, her cat takes rabbits all the time. <laughs> all the time? Yes. <laughs> That's an yeah. impressive cat. That's oh, yeah. a big game for a cat. Yes, it is. Wow, yeah. And the island populations, though, do not have to deal with these introduced species. And it's one of many reasons the population of Rottnest Island is larger than that on the mainland. Mm, that makes sense. Another big impact on them is climate change, because with temperatures rising, the summers are getting drier and much harsher. Mm, okay. And models un- that have been used under the most severe forms of climate change predict the species' range of habitat will be lost by the year 2070. Oh, wow. Yes. I'll be dead by then. (laughs) I might be, too. I probably will. I think I'll be dead by then. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's a happy thought, but still, that's really sad. Yes. So if we had children, they would be ancient by the time that happens. (laughs) I mean, they might be alive, but they'd be old. Anyway, I'll still be posting pictures. They're the cutest. Oh, my gosh, the little faces. I cannot. They're the happiest little things. All right, well, since I already did the pun, Casey, that brings us to the challenge, and it looks like you're setting up for it yes. already. I forgot to look at how much money we have, how much fake money we have. I, I know, I'm broke. Up. You have some. Yeah, but not much. I know, but next season will be better because we'll have the same rules all the time, yeah. <laughs> and you can get more money. This was a tester season. All right, so... Um, Oh, no. I have to... Okay, so what what exactly are we doing? We it's Jeopardy. Jeopardy, okay. You have 10 minutes. Okay. And I will give you the categories. Yes, what are they? There's throwback. Throwback, okay. And that's basically stuff we've talked about. I imagine, yes. Mostly farther back. Mostly farther back? <laughs> that's what I tried to do. Back to North America. <laughs> yes. Casey's Creep Show. Oh, God. Sciency words. Okay, that's my favorite. I mean, I'm going to suck at it, but like, I think that's my favorite category title. Furry facts and (laughs) amazing adaptations. Okay. And it goes in increments of 100 up to 500. Okay. Also, I'm just, I have to say, because I've been distracted by it the entire time, your shirt. (laughs) He has this shirt and it's Jurassic Park, the good old classic Jurassic Park. When it gets out of the, that's the T-Rex, yeah. Yes. When the T-Rex gets out of the cage and it's about to go like stomp on the car and shit, but it's a kitten. It's a kitty. It's amazing. And I'm wearing my Jurassic Park hat. Oh, you're very Jurassic Park today. Yes. 
How exciting. Anyway, it's just very distracting because I have this kitten looking at me. I mean, it's kind of looking down, but it's like, Rawr! anyway. Okay. Well, you're going to post a picture of that shirt now. So people can see what I'm talking about. Yep. Anyway. Okay. All right. I am ready. Okay. So real fast again. So b- b- not previously, but like. Throwback. It's throwback. Casey's Creep Show. Casey's Creep Show. Sciencey words. Sciencey words. Furry facts. Furry facts. I just realized where that can be yeah, interpreted. That's why I was like, okay. <laughs> That's why I was like, all right. That's too good. It's not that type. No. Um, it should have been them. It should be. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Um, oh. And then last one is... Amazing, amazing adaptations. adaptations. Okay, right. you're going to have to help me out, but I'm not going to remember all of them. But we'll start with throwbacks. Throwbacks? Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay, so I have to wait until you start the timer. And throwbacks, 100, go. What butterfly species you are... start it. I'm doing it after I start the question. Oh, Give okay. you a fair chance. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. I doesn't think I'm going to do well. <laughs> What butterfly species are some scientists attempting to breed back through the extinction? Fuck. We did talk about those. Blue isn't their name, isn't it? It is. Shit. I know they're up in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. Not Santa Cruz. <laughs> I thought it was Santa Cruz. No. Um, San Francisco. Oh, okay. My bad. I don't remember their name. It was like a blue, not a blue scale or something. I don't remember. I don't remember. It had blue in the name. That's all I remember. Okay. We're going to pass Yeah, that. we're going to pass on that. <laughs> All right, so 200? Yeah, sorry, 200, yeah. What is, what is the scientific name of the European wolverine subspecies? Why do you hate me? <laughs> I'm going to call it Logan Wolverinus. No. <laughs> um, 300. What reptile has been used to treat type 2 diabetes? Oh, Aquila monster. Aquila? Aquila monster. <laughs> I'll give it, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, 400. What percentage of reptiles has been assessed by the IUCN Red List? Oh, shit. I know it's low. I'm going to say... It's going to be wrong. I'm going to say 25%. That is incorrect. Yeah, I figured. Most numbers are going to be wrong. Okay, and 500, right? What, yeah. Yeah. what kind of animal was discovered in 2016 and given the scientific name Key Lime Pine Pecorum? I don't remember. I remember you talked about it, but I don't mm-hmm. remember. It's probably a fucking bug of some kind. What kind? There's a lot of bugs. It's a moth. I have no idea. No. It's not a moth. A wasp. It's probably a wasp. Okay, <laughs> anyway. Um, what's next? What's the next category? Casey's Creep Show. Yeah, let's just get it over with. Okay, what spider has a fearsome reputation without a single confirmed fatality? A black widow? No. A brown recluse, then. Okay. Yes. <laughs> anyway. I don't think people are worried about dying. You just get horrible injuries. Yeah. Okay, 200. What enormous arthropod ha- can have a leg span of over two meters? <sighs> I don't know if that's an arthropod. Is it the... I'm going to say it. It's going to be wrong. It's that Japanese spider crab. That is correct. (laughs) What South American insect behaves like a mosquito to extract salts? I do not remember that at all. It was one of our picks back in October. Is that the sclept of whatever thing? Sleptophora or something like that? I don't know. Move on. Okay. Uh, 400, 300? I don't know where we are. (laughs) What aggressive and venomous invertebrate is capable of hunting rodents and even snakes? I should know that. Yes, you should. (laughs) I'm going to say a centipede. That is correct. Yay. Okay. 500? What sexually dimorphic insects do females assume a larval-like parasitic lifestyle? Is that that skeptical whatever? <laughs> what is it called? A, 
a specula. I don't know. Moving on. Okay. On to the next one. Was this the furries or sciencey words? <laughs> sciencey words. Sciencey words. Let's do, let's do a furry thing first. Let's okay, furry facts. Yeah, furry facts 100. What head ornamentation is made of bone? That, those are antlers. That is correct. Okay, 200. What little mammal has eyes so large they can't physically move them? I want to say it's the tarsier. Yes. Okay, 300. The foxes on Channel Island are an example of what evolutionary phenomenon? Shit. Not shit. Um, <laughs> it's not gigantism. It's... They got smaller. What is that called? D d evolutionary <laughs> miniaturizationism. It's not it. <laughs> next, next level. What is the scientific name for the group of mammals that includes the platypus? I have no fucking idea. I've talked about this. Ovo viper. No. Not a thing. Um, I don't. I literally have no idea. Moving on okay. to the next one. Name one group of mammals in which both sexes are venomous. Yep. 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 That's the thing. <laughs> I don't even remember my venom. I'm gonna say a fucking slow loris because I got no idea. That is correct. Yes. Okay. Now we'll go back to sciencey. Okay. <laughs> What word refers to the second name in an animal's species name? Oh, that I should know. Uh, is that the family name? No. Okay, moving on next. What word refers to how an animal walks on its toes? <sighs> yeah, you said this one. I don't remember what it is. Moving on. Okay. I'm not going to do well in science words at all. What word refers to when an organism reflects certain light but does not produce it itself? Iridescence? No. Okay, I don't know. Okay, moving on. The next category, or next uh, level. What word refers to the structure on giant ice pods which they use to carry their eggs? Dude, we talked about this so long ago. Um, the structure on them, I have no idea. Moving on. On to the last category. Hope what goes word there. refers to animal that eats ants and termites? No, this is the one. Don't you worry. Mine for you is the next one. Um, because the M ends this. Meadows. Nope. Med metastasis. Nope, that's not it. Moving on. Next word. All right, amazing adaptations, the last one. What kind of social structure involves only one or a few reproductive individuals with non-reproductives caring for their offspring? What? I don't remember that being a thing. I don't, I have no idea. Nannyism. <laughs> Moving on. The scales of a penguin are composed of what versatile protein? Why do you hate me? <laughs> I don't know my proteins. I'm going to say keratin. That's going to be wrong. That is okay. correct. Yes. Okay. Next. Some beetles use what kind of coloration to blend in with the complex environment of forests? I'm going to guess it's like the jewel beetle, right? Mm hmm Which was? Iridescence. That is correct. Yay, now it's there. What kind of camouflage is it when an animal mimics an object in its environment? That is the thing. So much time that I'm not gonna yes, eat because I'm not minutes. gonna know. <laughs> I just sit here and think about it for three minutes. Um, octopus do it. Um, 
wicked cool camouflage. Don't know it. That's <laughs> terrible. I made like $200 this entire time. All right, last one. Yeah. What is the state that tardigrades go into to survive extreme conditions? Okay, tardigrades are the little like water bears and yes. stuff, right? Okay. Fuck. Yeah, this wasn't even that long ago when you said mm-hmm. it. I'm about to like look back in notes. Um, <laughs> no cheating. Um, shit, it's what they do before like radiation and mm-hmm. stuff. I want to say it's micro something. Microstasis? I have no idea. That is incorrect. Okay, cool. I literally think I made two hundred dollars. <laughs> okay, we're out of questions, so <laughs> we shall now go through them. Oh boy. Okay, let's start with throwback. How much money did I make? Let's I see. Like somehow mark what I got right. Twenty-two hundred. Okay. Hey, that's you know, yeah. like ten times what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now to see what you got wrong. Everything. We should probably just go through all of it and yes. actually answer it. So we'll start with throwback at 100. The question was, what butterfly species are some scientists attempting to bring back through de-extinction? Yep. The answer is the Xerxes blue. Xerxes blue, okay. Yep. Now, what is the scientific name of the European wolverine subspecies? It is gulo, gulo, gulo. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. What reptile has been used to treat type 2 diabetes? That is the Gila monster. Got that one. Yes, you did. <laughs> what percentage of reptiles have been assessed by the IUCN Red List? The correct answer is 70%. Okay. Now, what kind of animal was discovered in 2016 and given scientific name Key Lime Pie Pecorum? That is a wasp. I should have just assumed a wasp every time. <laughs> yes. And what spider has a fearsome reputation without a single confirmed fatality was the brown recluse. Mm-hmm. And the enormous arthropod with a leg span of over two meters is the Japanese spider crab. Yes. And what South American insect behaves like a mosquito to extract salts? That is the vampire moth. Oh, God, that was a while ago, Yes. <laughs> okay. An aggressive and venomous invertebrate capable of hunting rodents and even snakes is the centipede. I just don't remember them being going after snakes. They, okay. Some of the larger species will. Yeah. Yep. And what sexually dimorphic insect do females assume larval-like parasitic lifestyles? That is the Strepsiptera. I, I was so close. <laughs> yes, you were. I was surprised. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Now, sciencey words. Okay. <laughs> that should be a. <laughs> it should be a category on the game show. Sciencey words. What word refers to the second name in an animal's species name? Answer is species epithet. Oh, I was trying to, okay. Yes. What referred to is how an animal walks on its toes? That is digitigrade. Yeah, I wasn't going to remember that yep. one. And what word refers to when organisms reflect certain light but does not produce it? That is biofluorescence. Mm, I would not have gotten yes. that. And what word refers to structure in giant ice pods used to carry their eggs? That is a marsupium. Oh, okay. I don't even remember that. Yes, that's OG. <laughs> yeah, that was a while ago. Yes. What word refers to an animal that eats ants and termites? Term is myrmecophagus. I'm never going to get that one. <laughs> ever. And furry facts. <laughs> I can no longer get that out of my head now. I know. You, know, you read it so plainly, too, and I'm sitting here like, okay. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, I wish I did that intentionally. <laughs> what head ornamentation is made of bones? Those are antlers. Antlers. And they get shed, which is crazy. Yes. 
What little mammal has eyes so large they can't physically move them? That is the tarsier. And foxes on the Channel Island are an example of what evolutionary phenomenon? That is insular or island dwarfism. Dwarfism, okay. <laughs> now, what is a scientific name for the group of mammals that includes platypus? That is the monotremes. Nope, wasn't going to get that. <laughs> and name one group of mammals which both sexes are venomous. Correct answers were shrews, selenodont, or lorises. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that there were other ones. Yes. But you did get that one right. And what kind of social structure involves only one or a few reproductive individuals with non-reproductives caring for their young? That is eusociality. I don't remember that. It's in naked mole rats, ants, bees, and wasps. Well, some species. Okay. Yeah. The queen and then the workers. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's very different. Okay. Yep. Go on. Yes. Scales of a pangolin are composed of what versatile protein? That is keratin. Yay! When it involves protein, when in doubt, keratin. <laughs> That's basically what I was going with, yeah. Yes. Some beetles use what kind of coloration to blend in with the complex environment of force? That is indeed iridescence. And what kind of camouflage is it when an animal mimics an object in its environment? That is mimesis. Mimesis? Yes. I would not have remembered that. Yes. When you're just blending into background, that is crypsis. Oh. Okay. What is the state that tardigrades go into to survive extreme conditions? That is cryptobiosis. Oh, totally wrong. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, yes. that was very difficult, Casey. Thank you. <laughs> That's not nice at all. All right. Well, I did make 2200, which is better than I thought I was going to do <laughs> after that mess. Um, great. Well, that brings us to the end of episode 42, the answer to everything. Um, and... Next is episode 43, and that is mostly a KZ episode. Yes. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but yeah, I don't even know if there's anything else that is cute in that episode. Oh, well. We'll see Maybe. what it's going to be like. Um, anyway, thank you for joining us. As always, we're your host, Allie. And Casey. And we will catch you on the next episode of Animal Addicts Podcast. Have a fantastic